Hello, my friends. Brett Patterson coming at you from the financial capital of the West, Salt Lake City, Utah. Joined by my friends, the tall fella up there in Logan, Spencer Nelson. How are we doing, Spencer? Doing great, Brett. Doing great. How are you? Oh, you know, we're still we're still working from home, as people can probably tell from the audio. Still coronavirus. What do you call that? Quarantine on my end. So apologize for the uh, for once again not the perfect uh, audio for our for our folks. But other than that, Spencer, I'm fantastic. Good. We also have the big fella joining from SLC Utah, <laughs> Brian Hansen. Remember Husky? Not That's going there. Husky fella. Not going there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for jumping on today, guys. Yeah. That's, yeah, good morning to you guys. Yeah, I think this is a this is a hot topic we're going to discuss today. It's everywhere in the news, uh, and we've we've been getting questions asked from clients, from from spouses, from children, from <laughs> all all across the board with regards to GameStop, AMC. Uh, and several BlackBerry and several other companies, and it's almost like Wall Street versus some disruptors right now. And so we want to address that this this situation. This I don't know what you would want to call this, guys. Um, but let's address it anyway. <laughs> so right out of the gate, it's important for anybody wondering what's happening in the market to understand what it means to short a stock uh, because that is a large portion of what's happening right now. So Brian, I, I've got just a quick question for you. What does it mean when people short a stock and why would they do it? Yeah, so when you uh, short a stock, well, let's back up a little bit. When you buy a stock, you, you just go out and buy the shares. When you short a stock, you actually sell the shares but you don't own it. That's that's the unique uh, feature there. When you, if you own shares and you sell it, that you you own the shares long and and. Uh, but if you don't sell, if you sell something you don't own, that's called a short sale. And uh, and how you do that, it sounds kind of really kind of a strange concept, but how you do that is you talk to your broker. Uh, in our in this case, you know we use Schwab or TD. And uh, but you talk to your, whoever your broker is and you borrow those shares from your broker and they loan those to you and then you sell it. And then when you cover your short, meaning you buy back the position that you sold, then you return those shares, the loaned shares that you get back to your broker. And, and why would somebody do that? Good, good question. I should have mentioned that. So, when you buy a stock, you generally are hoping that that stock will go up because you own it and you hope the value of that business will go up. When you short a stock, you're really thinking the opposite. It's a company that you have a negative opinion about or that at least the price of that particular company or stock and you think the stock will go down. And uh, and this is a you know really a healthy relationship. It's legal or there's, there's nothing illegal about it. And it's good to have, you know, different voices out there. We have people who are bullish on a company, have people who are maybe bearish and they maybe short the stock. 
And uh, so, but yes, to answer your question, the reason you short a stock is you think the stock price is going to go down. And then you, so it go, you shorted it, you know, say 100, it goes to 50. Um, you buy back the shares and you just make $50 per share on a short sale. So in a short sale, you're betting the company will fall in value. And it's really a way to, to take a position on companies that have poor fundamentals, meaning um, they're not doing good. And in the right. case of GameStop, you referenced earlier as we were talking that they've been losing money over the course of the last, what, year? Tw 24 months, maybe? A couple of years. You know, as I look at GameStop, and I have looked at GameStop over the years. Uh, I've seen, you know, some pretty smart investors uh, that uh, bought the stock, and I've noticed, you know, there's been a few bullish people on GameStop, and uh, clearly there's obviously some, some people who are taking the other side of that. But when I look at GameStop, I, I look at, Revenue ten years ago was nine point nine point four billion. In uh, uh, a year ago, they reported six point four billion. So we, we're seeing revenue decline uh, over the last decade. So it's a business that's not, you know, I would say very vibrant. And then uh, they've actually lost money the last uh, couple of years, both uh, two thousand eighteen and uh, well, two thousand nineteen and two thousand twenty, which their fiscal year is uh ends on uh january 31st so they okay. they're just finishing their fiscal 2021 year so you so, so you have this yeah, company so, yeah. that is in bad shape losing money and you get people within the market and there's these groups of individuals and everybody's heard of a hedge fund and most of the time you get these hedge funds which are taking the short the short positions meaning they're shorting the stock, believing the, st the stock is going to go down and it's going to make them money. And so that's kind of the setup, right? You have this group of individuals uh, that run these hedge funds, shorting the stock, and that's where we're going to throw it to Spencer because there's a couple, there's a couple sides to this story, Spencer. There's that hedge fund that I mentioned, but then who, who, who's, who else is involved with this story right now? Yeah, so before all of this kind of took media national attention, um, it's important to note that every company has a percentage or an amount of shares that are out and can be traded. And uh, and then Brian explained the the shorting, how you know people borrow to to short the stock. You know, normally when a company's short position. Like if, if more than 40% of a company's stock is being shorted, that means that there's a large kind of momentum of, hey, this company is probably going down. Just to kind of set the table, before this all started, GameStop's short interest was 160%. So there were a lot of people betting that this company was going to go down. At that same time, and I think it's been going, you, you know, for a little while at least, uh, is that there was a thread on Reddit, which is kind of an online site where people share ideas and communicate and all of those things. And uh, and it, Wall Street Bets is what it was called. It was an investor thread that had two million followers, and they thought about this short interest being so high and they identified companies that had really, really high short interest. And they decided 
that they were going to try to squeeze the shorts. And what's that? what that means is they go in and buy the stock and push the price of the stock higher. And what that does is those people that borrowed the stock to sell it all of a sudden are now losing money and losing money until it gets to a point that either the brokerage says you've got to cover it, you've got to go buy that stock that you borrowed and return it, or um, they themselves say, this is too much. I can't take this pain anymore. So as the stock went from 30 to 50, went to 90, went to 150, and then came back, and then all of a sudden on the 27th is really when it jumped from 100 up to close to 400. And, uh, and things got really crazy. That's when everyone on Twitter was talking about. That's when everyone on CNBC, it became the story that everyone was talking about. And ultimately what it was happening was you had buyers coming in and buying the stock, pushing the price up, which caused the people that had borrowed the stock to short it have to go and buy it themselves. Even though the price was high, they were having to cover that position. And so it just, it, it, it's a big snowball rolling downhill. And because the short interest was so high, that snowball got really big, really fast and gained a whole mo- bunch of momentum that no one could stop it. Honestly, this thing was just going that no one could stop it until the brokerages on the 28th said, we're not going to allow anyone to buy these stocks. All right, they so, made a list. So let's pause right there yeah, real you quick. You want me to stop there? Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, let's not get the brokerages involved yet. Really, this is, a, this, is a, this is a big guy versus little guy story. And we've had politicians, AOC, Ted Cruz, Mark Cuban's come out and supported the little guy. So what does that mean? You've got this group of Reddit investors, and now some others are getting involved. And I heard it likened to Occupy Wall Street, meaning you have this group of people who hate um, rich head fund managers, and they want to stick it to them. And so they found this Melvin Capital, uh, which owns a hedge fund that is significantly short many of these names. And they said, let's stick it to them. And so everyone started buying it, which could absolutely obliterate this hedge fund and others, which is their goal. Little guy versus big guy story. But there's a third entity involved here, (laughs) which which people, I think, misinterpret uh, and which get a bad name. uh, And that's the brokerages and the clearinghouses. Spencer, so I'm going to pick it up there tell us about these brokerages and what what did they do yesterday so on and i'll I'll actually say one thing about melvin capital you mentioned melvin capital they actually announced on the 27th that they had closed out their short position in gamestop when the stock was trading somewhere between 200 and and 400 so i have no idea how where they executed it but they they announced that they came out but to go to your brokerages You've got Robinhood, who has really positioned itself as the little guy's trading platform. No money, uh, you know, very little money. You can start with $100 or less, and you can go buy stock and, and, uh, and own assets. And it, it really, that's why it's Robinhood. Take from the rich, give to the poor, trying to give the little guy the opportunity. 
Um, you have interactive brokers, another brokerage uh, platform. You have a number of these brokerages who decided on the 28th, came out with an announcement that they are going to restrict trading in a list of stocks. And it is pretty much the list of stocks that Wall Street bets went after. It is BlackBerry, GameStop, AMC Theaters, Bed Bath & Beyond. It is all of these companies that have such a high short interest. And, uh, and they came out and said, we're only going to allow people to sell these. We're not going to allow people to buy these. And obviously, if you only allow people to sell a stock and no buyers can jump in to buy it, well, the price is going to crash. And yesterday you saw that, the price went from almost $500 a share down to below $200 a share um, because they were not allowing buyers. And they got crushed in the media, whether so, it was Elon Musk or Dave Portnoy or whoever it was, um, you know, they got crushed for saying, you, you say you're protecting the little guy, but now you uh, supposedly, from their perspective, were protecting the hedge funds. Now, I, I'm not saying that that's the way it was, but that's where they're getting beat up. That's but, the narrative. But is it wrong? All right, so here's the question. Is it wrong for a brokerage to say, we, we, can't, we can't keep this up, we can only allow sales, no more buys in these names? Is it wrong for, it looks bad, but is it wrong? for them to do that. It, it, it does look bad. And, and the, where I went in conversations with people is there's a risk management side of the business. And, uh, and, and we see it all the time for margin levels and trading levels on what you're allowed to trade and not. And on retail brokerages, uh, you know, the restrictions are fairly, fairly stringent. And they say that's to protect, you know, someone from losing too much money, more than they have, pretty much. Um, wrong? I'm not sure where I stand with that, Brett, in this situation. I think overall they, they have to protect their business and they have some responsibility because they, they could ultimately get sued by some people for saying, you allowed me to lose too much money. You never should have even allowed me to do this because I wasn't qualified to do it. And so there's this risk management side of it that I think a lot of people are ignoring that obviously we're much more aware of because we're in the industry. That, that's 100%. You've got a brokerage, Spencer, who is allowing their clients to do this, but maybe a client only has 10 grand and they're levered up the wazoo. Somebody has to accept the risk. And because these many of these clients are out of control with what they're levering up, these brokerages don't want to, I mean, they don't want to be caught with a big pile of bag of crap when all this is said and done. And so they're trying to prevent, by managing risk, they're trying to prevent people from taking too much risk. And so I, I Brian, I don't know where you stand in this, but I totally see where their risk management comes in. Oh yeah, I agree. I agree definitely. It's it's a balance, and uh, yeah, all the time uh, brokerage firms have uh, restrictions. They put restrictions on on what you can do in, in your account 
to not only you know protect the firm but also protect you from doing at times doing some things that could really uh, cause you a lot of pain and and uh, loss of capital um, but you know I can see I can see that you know where the other side of it where investors would that are trading and and uh, where they're being restricted how they could be upset yep free markets right it's risk exactly. management versus free markets it's 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 exactly that Brett and so um, I, I I think we understand the risk management side of it but I think you could almost say they got in over their head and they got in front of that big snowball of boulder rolling down the hill and uh, and they did they didn't preempt it you know this this risk management in terms of the allowance of leverage and whatever was being done. Now, I don't know all the details, and there's facts and there's hearsay, so we don't know all of those things. But to come in at the peak and uh, and say you no longer can buy this, it is a bad, bad look. I understand why they're doing it, but it is a bad, bad horrible look, look. For, for those oh, brokerages. They're PR firm. Yeah. They, they need a better marketing or PR <laughs> firm. For sure, yeah. because here's the other side to this, right? There's two other components I want to mention, and one is the options market and its role in all this. And then there's the second thing, which is what could be the impact on the overall markets in the next month or two. Uh, and so the options markets, there's there's a couple things with the options market that people need to understand. Uh, and that is there's an expiration date for every option that is traded and there's an expiration actually happening today and so a lot of these people went out and bought calls and owned say a $200 strike and the stock's trading at 338 well that option's going to expire in the money and that individual is then going to own the stock at 250 bucks Somebody's got to go out on the market and then buy the stock at 340 to deliver at 250. So it's causing even more commotion to the underlying asset, GameStop, because there's really no way to, to fulfill on all these contracts out there without levering and adding even more risk. And so the options markets just cause complete chaos on top of what's already happening now this brings up the other question and there's a lot more to the options market which I'll leave I'll, I'll leave for another day but this brings up the other question what impact could this have on the overall market what are your, what are your thoughts there guys Brian go ahead um, it's uh, I mean it just it, it it seems like a dangerous time uh, when you have this sort of speculation going on. And we, we talked about this before. It, it kind of reminds me a little bit like the late nineties, the dot com era. And uh, just, you know, there's this ir irrational activities going on. And when that happens, that's usually a warning sign that there's, there's pockets of uh, um, irrational behavior that, that can, yeah, there's usually there's there's some unintended consequence down the line, and, and what that is, I'm not sure how this plays out. And, and uh, but I'm I'm going to guess, and I feel pretty confident that it's going to get ugly for 
you know, it's already been ugly for some people, but it's going to probably get ugly for a lot of people that are involved in this. Yeah, and I think it's important because um, I agree with you, B. But I, I think it's important to emphasize pockets um, of irrational behavior. Uh, you know, we we had earnings this week in companies. Uh, you know, Microsoft. I'm not endorsing any of these companies, but Microsoft, Apple, uh, Facebook. I mean, their earnings were unbelievable. These companies are performing really, really well. But then you have a company like GameStop that's, as you explained, the financials at the beginning is not, and and the stock is going, you know, crazy. I think that that's where you have to just be able to recognize value and rational behavior and avoid the irrational, which. Um, as you say, is popping up more and more right now. And that's true. It's popping up more and more. And so being able to be active and navigate that and avoid those that irrational behavior and not get caught up in it ultimately is going to win out in the long term. Um, it, it's interesting. Uh, I'll say this. GameStop short interest still 113%. So most of those shorts are, are still riding this wave because you can't guarantee anything and, and we never would, but I think we all know how this eventually ends. You just don't know when it ends. Um, and, and what it ends with is the game stops of the world. Ultimately, the stock price does go down and goes back to reality. Is that in two months, six months, or two years? No one knows exactly but you want to make sure in all of that irrational behavior, we're not the last ones holding the bag because those are the losers. That's what happens. So there's there's risk in in this way from what you two both said. There's risk in the names that this is all taking place with, the GameStops, the AMCs, the Blackberries, the you know, whatever else. So we've had some clients I've had some clients reach out to me and say, Hey, how, how do we short this? Because they know it's a bubble. <laughs> and I'm saying to them, I'm not doing anything because this is too risky. I'm not, like, this is not what we do. Which is to your yeah. point, both of your points. There's risk and there's, we stay away from these bubbles. Uh, and, and certainly this is, this is that. But then there's another risk, which is the market can stay irrational longer than a lot of people can stay solvent. And if the time comes to where these hedge funds, which are very prideful people, and they're not letting the little guy get them, well, if they need to start liquidating some of their other holdings to then cover the risk on a GameStop, then you could see a broader market sell-off, which I think is what what we're starting to, to see a little bit. But I don't think that's a bad thing. I look at that as a good thing. If the if if it causes a, a, a broader market sell-off, gosh, we have some cash on the sidelines, some phenomenal companies, and we're going to be buyers. So there's those two aspects of risk and broader market sell-off that I think people need to understand. But all but it's but it's temporary in the short term, and as long as we manage risk appropriately. Our clients are going to be fine. Anything else to add to that, guys? Well, 
just that uh, the only thing, I, a couple things I would add, um, you know, the risk in, in shorting a stock, when you buy a stock, it can go to zero. So you just lose, you know, you lose your capital. You, you invest $10,000 and it goes out of business or whatever. You just lost your, your initial, you lost your money 100%. When you short a stock, there's no limit to the loss. I mean, you can... It has an infinite. It can go infinitely higher, and if you're on the other side of that trade, it, there's a lot of risk in in shorting stocks. That's one reason why we don't do it. I mean, I've, you know, I've been investing for over 30 years, and I have yet to short a stock, and that's just not what I do. Not something I'm interested in. And you know, and the other thing I would say about Game, GameStop mm-hmm. is it it was pretty rationally priced up up until oh um, January. <laughs> January 11th. I mean, it, I, as I look at the company, I'd say, yeah, it's fairly rationally priced based on the fundamentals. Um, just just a couple of weeks ago, and then it's it's just been crazy. If and it, it, uh, I'll just I'll just say my last bit is uh, I got to give Roger McComber credit for this quote. Uh, he actually was a hedge fund guy, and he experienced Lehman Brothers and a number of other things. He, he told me once, in the short run, nothing matters less than fundamentals. And in the long run, nothing matters more than fundamentals. And you are seeing that right now. This is the exact definition of that. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like that. Well said. Well said. I, I'll just say one last thing, and then we'll wrap this up. And that is, if we were going to short a stock, because I have shorted stock but I've never shorted the actual stock I've gone out and bought puts which is a defined risk strategy Uh, and so I can't say that we'll never do that for clients because we might but I'm not touching this one (laughs) (laughs) so someone asked me the other day about buying it shorting it or anything and I said that would be like me going tomorrow trying to do a triple parlay bet on Pakistani cricket matches (laughs) I have no idea what's going on there so we'll still still steer clear of this one and just watch from the sidelines because people are making a lot of money but there will be a lot of pain eventually yep absolutely and the options are priced just ridiculous i mean there's no way that that i would touch that with a 50 foot pole i agree all right with that i hope that provided some insight to some people that were curious and some education and thanks for jumping on today guys Until next week. Thanks, Brett. See ya. Thank you. This is a purely public broadcast and is not intended to be personalized financial advice for any individual's specific situation. Each individual's financial situation is unique, and the topics discussed on this broadcast should not be relied upon and or considered as personalized advice. Specific financial securities discussed are not intended to address any listener's particular financial situation and should not be considered recommendations. This is for educational purposes only. For more information, please contact Iron Gate Global Advisors at info at or by calling 888-591-0334.